Hello and welcome to Music and Film Safe Boy Podcast. And today I'm with my uh, co-host and uh, good friend and uh, regular contributor, Mr. Gaz Jones. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right, mate. It um, feels like the first day of spring today. It does. It's, it's a bit nice and sunny today. I, yeah, I think it's, it's all going to change tomorrow, but that's what spring's all yeah. about, isn't it? Well, it's wind and rain yeah, and the yeah, end of summer. I've had about so four seasons in one day today, really. I've had, I've had yeah. you know, freezing cold. I've had the wet, the wet and uh, the winds, and now it's uh, really beautiful and sunny. Yeah, there we go. So that's the weather report um, done. Back to you. The weather report done, and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> so we're doing um, a power hour today. We haven't done one for ages, so we've done two power hours, which you can, which you can uh, um, go back and have a listen to if you haven't already. And this is where Gaz and I. Don't know what each other's subjects we've picked. So we have subjects that we've picked. Um, we pick them up at random and each other talks about it. So, for example, I might have something about a film, a classic film or a genre of film or uh, a director. We pick that out. We talk about it for a little while until how, how long we've given up on it. And then we move on to the next one. And it might be subjects that either of us don't know about. We might just spend a couple of minutes on it. We might spend half an hour on it. And I put my uh, clock on my phone and do a bit of a countdown and we'll see how much how far we get in that hour and then we'll save some for another time and we always have a bit of fun because it varies what we're talking about as well so uh, there we go it's good fun. some of good fun these mate yeah yeah so let me so shall, do you want to pick first or yeah well um we're kind of doing it um, with like each of us is going to pick a number. Is that correct? Yes, we're going to pick a number. We're doing it slightly different. We picked it out of a hat the last yeah. couple of times. This time we've got them on our phones, numbered. We're joined the 21st century. At last. <laughs> you can't beat the traditional way of picking paper out of a hat. <laughs> yeah, <see. laughs> so, uh, right, let me just start this. Okay, Gaz, I want you to pick a subject from number one to number 17, a random number, but these are my thoughts today. <laughs> All right, unlucky for some, we'll go for 13. 13. Best John Williams score for a film. So this wow. is a hard one. Remind me. There's one or two. There's one or two to choose from. Um, I guess it I... is the best composed all the most of all time he's got to be up there where there's the conversation obviously there's a few contenders but i mean hans zimmer these days i suppose he's the guy that's going to take over yeah 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 so what, what do you reckon that's i don't know man that's that's hard because there's so many iconic we, we we're talking about like soundtracks as a whole not just like yeah, a, can, a piece of music yes there's soundtracks and then piece of music so i'll put okay. it out there i think his best one because it actually it makes the it, it also elevates the film as well. I mean, I think he elevates film. So I, I, there's oh, yeah. no doubt it's like Superman, Star Wars, yeah. Jaws wouldn't be the films they were without those themes. Um, but for me, his best overall score soundtrack is E.T. Okay. I think, I think he was. At, I mean, he had a run of Jaws, Close Encounters, Superman. Hmm. Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Star, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> it's outrageous, really, isn't it? Um, within, within a less than a ten-year period, that was seven, eight-year period. And so, a, a, every one of those films has an iconic theme as yeah, well. Yeah, I think you overall, know, though, soundtrack and how yeah. it's so front and center and makes the emotions of that film. 
Yeah. I think it's got. See, I think the Empire Strikes Back is a close, close one because of all the amount of different themes that that one does. Yeah, true. Um, Superman, I think, could be his, one of his best themes. I, I don't know. It's, it's, but I think for all, all in all, I think ET is the best. Okay, um, I probably go. I mean, it's got, it's got to be a New Hope, really. Ooh, Star yeah. Wars, you yeah, know, it's, it's got to be because I remember the, the the reason I say that is because, um, I mean, I mean every piece of suit. John Williams is brilliant, right? Because all his themes, you can whistle. Yeah, you can whistle every one of those themes, right? Yeah. Um, um but for me, it's Star Wars because I remember being, I don't know, I must have been about ten. Going, I was up seeing my grandparents in Grimsby, and we went to a car boot sale on a Sunday, and yeah. um. Someone had a load of old cassettes. Talk about cassettes. Um, yeah. And uh, I bought a, a, an original copy of the Star Wars soundtrack, and it was like 10p. Yeah. And um, I, I just remember my mum going, oh, what are you buying that for? It's probably not going to work or whatever. And I was like, oh, it'll work. And, yeah. uh, I, I, and it just didn't leave my Walkman for like, the whole week we were up there, just listening no. to it all. Because it, it was the first time I'd, I'd seen actually what the individual pieces were called. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but whenever you listen to any of those pieces, it, it instantly takes you to that scene. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. And more for the fact that yeah, it's just well, the reason I picked that yes yeah, because of that the, the cassette that I bought and it just didn't leave my Walkman yeah, for ages. And that was before he wrote. That was before he wrote Yoda's theme, the Imperial March, and yep. Hard yep. and Layers Love theme. That's yeah. before all of them. So, I yeah. mean, you could also look at Jurassic Park, Shimmer's List, yeah. Harry Potter theme. And, yeah. But I think with Star Wars, I think what... And it definitely part of the thing that... I think with Star Wars, it's one of those things that everything came together in, in a little mm. bit of luck as well, came together. Oh, it was pure luck. And, and whereas a lot of science fiction films of that period would use like a synthesizer score, yeah. they went down... Classic. From Spielberg's suggestion to George yeah. Lewis, yeah, 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 John Williams, yeah, and it, it, it creates a timeless, yeah, yeah, and that's a timelessness to it. It doesn't, it doesn't date it to a particular yeah. time or ref, like a fad. Like as much as I love synthesized the stuff, yeah, it's very like okay, that's eighties, yeah. that's seventies. Flash Gordon, for example, yeah, it's an eighties yeah. soundtrack, but um, but. Star Wars has that orchestral theme, and that really does. And one of the reasons why it's still popular, Star Wars, is because it has a timeless quality about it. So, okay, that's. I think we'll let's move on. Right, what is it between okay. one to nine? Is it for me? Uh, no, one to ten. One to ten. Well, one to I'm going to go with eight. Uh, <laughs> good choice, mate. Eighties pop songs that people have forgotten. Do you wow. think should be brought back into full display? 80s pop songs that people have forgotten. Um, or, you or, know, you know, don't, very seldom get played. I mean, I mean, stuff like, uh, okay, I'll put it out there. Um, Living in a Box by Living in a Box. Oh. You know, uh, Angry Anderson, Suddenly. Yeah. You know, the I'm going to go wedding. with, I've got two Living in a Box songs there for you from 1989. Blow the house down. Blow the house down. Gate room crashes. in your heart. A room in your heart. Yeah, great, great song. Uh, great there's, song. there's, there's two there. Um, what am I thinking of? You sort of think of some of the albums that you possibly had. Yeah. Um, 
I would have, I mean, as a slightly turning away by good old Shaky, I would Great say. Is Probably a, his best uh, single. One of his, best. Uh, single. I mean, French Kissing in the USA by great Debbie song. Harry is a great, great song. Great and, song. Uh, I want that. I, was, I want that man, Debbie Harry. Yes, that's that's, that's that's like eighty nine as well. That one, isn't yeah, it? Oh, yeah, it's eighty nine. Um, great song. So there's a, there's a couple there off the top of my head. I mean, you could go with. You probably find quite a few. Um, and always uh, not I, look at, at, uh, the, at I, the obvious. Ones. No, I said, well, yeah. In, in terms of like deep cuts. The one that literally just came to me just now, I frankly had to Google it because I didn't actually know who sung it. It was yeah. Bridge to Your Heart by Wax. Remember right. that? Whoa, yeah. Da, da, yes, da, da, of course. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 um, to your heart. <laughs> what's the Mental as Anything song? Li- um, live um, it up. No, not Live it up. up. Hey there, you yeah. with the say Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's obviously played on the radio, but it's also somebody would go know the song, but you wouldn't necessarily know the know who sang it yeah. um oh there's probably loads you could go over there you know it's it's yeah you can literally pick a hundred yeah and you'd still be like nowhere yeah. near yeah um uh, family family man roachford's i mean oh yeah Roachford. Yeah, um, i mean away any roachford cuddly toy i mean yeah well, although cuddly toys still i think cuddly toys radio. sort of become more um popular as the years have gone on well, especially since it was used in the Alan Partridge film as well, the opening scene. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. So <laughs> that always that always helps, doesn't it? When, when it's something, you know, I mean, I know it's not the 80s, but Tiny Dancer by Elton John, nobody knew that song until it was used in Almost Famous. Almost Famous, And it's yeah. become like one of his yeah. classic songs now. It wasn't even a single. So I know that's a silly song, but I mean, it's probably a couple yeah. of Elton John songs, actually, that you could oh, probably... Yeah. Yeah, um, oh, sad uh, songs was actually one that I yeah. always used to quite like. Um, Kiss the bride. Yeah, yeah. Healing, healing hands. Yeah, of course, because that Cause was technically always... that was an eighties album, but it didn't get to number one until nineteen ninety. The single was originally released in the eighties, but that's yeah. you know that double A side. It was always sacrifice. That was the one that was playing. Yeah. Healing hands is a much better song. Than yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sounds like a gospel song. Right then, next. So, yeah. The, the, there we go yeah yeah that's a good one it's one of those ones as well i'm sure after the podcast i'll be going i should have said that i should have said that i'll I'll make you a mixtape mate yeah yeah (laughs) i'll do a cassette (laughs) you are the one by aha oh good song yeah oh my god there were loads just off of that album yeah stay on these roads is a good song stay on these roads um uh touchy yeah yeah yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, never is a forever thing. Um, yeah. It's, it's Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Right then, one to seventeen, and you've done thirteen. So. Uh, I've done thirteen. All right, mate. Uh, two. Oh, right. I want to know what your first vinyl you can remember getting, your first CD, your first video, and your first DVD. Off the top of your head. Okay. Okay. And that's fine. Okay. So, uh, what was the first one? Sorry. Vinyl. Vinyl. For, go for LP. First, what, go for LP rather than LPs. Uh, LP. Well, it, it, it's it's funny that with a remarkable piece of synchronicity, my first LP I ever got was "Stay on These Roads" by Aha. <laughs> Actually, that's good. My first one was uh, yeah. "This Old House" by Shake and Stevens. The LP. This old house. It was the LP. The one that's yeah. got is uh, "Hey Hey Hey May." Yeah. The shooting yeah. gallery. Um, right. It could have also been. It could have been. I did have a Muppet Show one and a Jungle yeah. Book. 
um, story one, but I, I think music wise, I think it was a uh, it was this old house shaky. So yeah. what was your first CD? I mean, it could be in a Christmas present. Oh, well, it could for, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. First CD, I, I remember it clear as day. Um, I just moved to Ely. It was um, Ugly Kid Joe's um, debut mini album, As Ugly As They Want To Be. It's the one that's got everything about you. Oh, right. It, right. So that was your... Yeah, so, 1992. Right. So right. My, I got my first CD player in 1990. And once again, we were talking about Elton John. And why I know Sad Soul so much was because mm. the first cd i got was the very best very of best elton john time. that double it's, it's, cd it's, it's, yeah i picked that up on vinyl recently um Amazing. it was only a fiver it's, yeah it's got, it's got everything you need on it yeah, really isn't it i mean there's some glaring emissions but you it's know great. it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic great sets now yeah. video we um our first video v- vhs is in pre-recorded video yeah um was you never had any, you, you never had any pre-recorded beat max then no. we did we Shout did actually max. but we got given them by someone uh, so i'm not okay. and okay. one was this war film with tom Selleck in. i can't remember the name of it oh. and the other one was annie oh it was a hard knock life yeah as in, yeah. as in the musical Annie. I'm not. Yeah. We didn't buy them. I didn't count because I, I watched it, yeah. but I wasn't. You know, yeah. it's not. It's not a yeah. film that. So the first one we got that we wanted was Transformers the movie. <laughs> Transformers the movie. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You got the touch. You got the power. Yeah, I have. Yeah, 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 I have. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> again, in a absolutely wonderful piece of synchronicity, the first VHS I ever got was um, it wasn't it was Transformers. It wasn't the movie, but it was the arrival from Cybertron, where they basically put all four episodes together yeah. in one long yeah. kind of mini movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the first time I got. It. Had that recorded off the telly on Betamax from Wide, yeah. Wide Awake Club. Wide Awake Club, nice. <laughs> on Sunday or Saturday mornings. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, right from Cybertron. I think I got it Christmas 84. Um, that would have been, yeah, the start of a, a run of, I think, maybe at least two or three Christmases where it was just Transformer toys for Christmas. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Good well, I mean, we, we didn't get our VHS, because we were Betamax, we didn't get our VHS since Christmas till christmas 88 was when we got that mm. video machine that transforms yeah. the movie was the one oh my god my brother got a doctor who so i think something's never changed <laughs> yeah, yeah. dvd dvd first dvd again i remember it clear as day it was at mvc in huntingdon yeah uh i got um i got a, a toshiba dvd player for christmas me and my mum yeah. went halves on it yeah. and it was like we, we bought it online i think it was the first thing the first bit of online shopping i'd ever done yeah. And like the DVD player, it was the cheapest in the country, and it was about yeah. it was still like three hundred odd quid or yeah, something insane. Yeah. yeah. And the first DVD I got, it was about it cost about twenty five pounds. That was MVC price, the club price. Yeah. <laughs> right. that card. Get that bargain. Uh, it, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, you, yeah. Oh, a whole fifty pence off. Brilliant. Uh, it was Ghostbusters. Oh wow. Which was, I think. It was, I think, obviously, there'd been DVDs come out before then, but I think Ghostbusters was one of the first DVDs where it showed what you could do with DVDs in terms of the interactive menus. Yeah, it did, yeah. I just remember yeah. putting it in and just playing with the menu for, like, half an hour. Going, oh, my God, if you move that, it moves. I know. And and it's, oh, my God, that's it's amazing. It's the size of a CD. Um, yeah. Men in Black was like that as well. You, you, the features, you could actually yeah. um, put scenes together and all that yes. type of thing. Yeah. And yeah. it's... Um, 
it was it, it was kind of you know there was you know there were certain DVD companies or certain studios that actually kind of saw the potential of what you could yeah. do with yeah, with, yeah. with the DVD. And, um, and um, it was it, it, literally as soon as people realised that the actual, yeah. I think it, it, it sort of exploded like probably no oh, other it format ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody wanted one, and then VHS it was overnight. Gone, it was overnight. You know, it was because I yeah I remember buying Ghostbusters and and in MVC and that would have been, I don't know, 99, maybe 98 yeah. around about yeah, then. It was been around and, then but, yeah. I, but I remember like the majority of the store was still VHS. It didn't have, it only had a small, no, small, thing yeah, small and literally within not even three months, six months max. It was there. What you could buy VHS in there anymore. It mm. was just the whole of the, the whole right hand side of the store was just DVDs. Yeah, the prices right, started. The, that was the thing as well. The prices started coming down and down and down really yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Within a year, yeah. they were like, it was like twelve pound for a DVD. Yeah, but I did something similar to you. I had this like, um, I got one of the cheapest DVD players you could get at the time. It was this Samsung one. I think it was three hundred and fifty pounds. Oh. And I, literally, I had in my same, I had this post office savings account. And in it, I had £350. So I said to my mum, look, that's not, I'm hardly going to do anything with that. I'm no. going to close it, get it out and buy a DVD. You go, all right, if you want to. And yeah. um, I, HMV, so I bought the DVD player and HMV did this thing where if you bought, you didn't have to buy them all at the same time. If you bought four, you would get the fifth mm. free. And you, didn't, you just had to well, keep your receipts. Okay. And I bought... But also, because you were a little bit sort of, not all studios had adopted it. Yeah. So you were reliant. So I bought A Bug's Life. I bought good film. Shakespeare, I bought Shakespeare in Love. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> that bought, dates it, mate. <laughs> and I bought Out of Sight. That's great. That's great. That's a great film. And, I, great and film. so I bought them all in one go. And then I, I think the free one I got, I waited for it to come out, and I think the free one I got was like the Mask of Zorro, okay. Antonio Banderas. That's all right. That's all right. Um, but there was like the first. I can't exactly remember. I think that was the first sort of three I got, and then I yeah. got another one eventually, and then I got this free one. Um, but I can remember that DVD player had to go back to the shop because yeah. when The Matrix came out. They started having DVD ROMs on it, and that it wouldn't work on that DVD player. Oh, so I had to go back and have yeah. like, something done to it so they could so it could play that. Um, yeah, it was really annoying because I had the Matrix and another one, and they wouldn't play. I think God, I think everyone had a copy of the Matrix at one time on DVD. Oh yeah, I think it was like, the, bro- it was like the brothers in arms of DVD. Yeah, it was. It was. It, that yeah, was the one that everybody went. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right then, so um, yeah, that's a good question, mate. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Good, it was a nice, nice chat yeah. about that one, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, what did I pick last time? What number you picked you? eight, okay, so between one ten, number, number one. Uh, okay, uh, worst film you've seen at the cinema? Um, there is a film with Julianne Moore in, um, I think uh, it's so bad, I can't remember the title. And it just goes, it's only about 90 minutes and it just goes crazy. It's probably from about the early noughties. Julianne Moore's like the star of it. Okay. And there's all these people start disappearing and it sort of doesn't, ex- it's called the, 
gotten, which would be ironic as if as if, as I've forgotten the title. <laughs> um, Fantastic Four, the not the uh, ones with Jessica Alba in, but the one with um, Michael B. Jordan is the Torch. Um, oh, yeah. That is awful, and that is one of the worst films I've seen in the cinema. Yeah. Um, that's two off the top of my head. There was this film called The Sin Eater with Heath Ledger, um, which basically it was all the cast, all the cast from A Knight's Tale back together in this sort of horror, religious horror film. So it had Heath Ledger in, Mark Addy. It might have had Paul Bettany in it as well. It had the the woman, which I can't remember the name from A Knight's Tale in it as well. It it was rubbish. That was rubbish. Um, I'm just looking up Julianne Moore's. You you tell me yours while I look up Julianne Moore's... uh, uh, I think I'm mean, off the top of my head. Um, oh, what's the name of that, that god awful horror remake with Liam Neeson and Catherine Zeta Jones? Is it The Haunting? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen terrible. That. It's absolutely yep. terrible. Um, analyze that as the only time I've ever walked out the cinema because oh, really? it was so crap. Really? Yeah, I didn't actually mind the first one, the second one, I was oh. um. Struggling to think now. Um, I did have a few in me. They've gone out of my mind. So, um, yeah, but yeah, and analyze that was the only one I've ever walked out of because it was just like this is so so bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it, the forgot, just, it is just called boring, the forgotten. He's called the forgotten. I've just looked. It is called the forgotten. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Iron, probably one of the worst because it was just weird as well. It was just completely crazy. Mm. You think it was going to be some sort of like thriller detective thriller it turns into this sort of supernatural alien thing just randomly um mm. i mean it's lots of films you're disappointed with but there's not many yeah films. yeah yeah die another day that was more disappointment really <laughs> it was disappointing but it's not yeah. as bad as that fantastic four and that yeah. um i can remember my brother i don't think he'd seen it in the cinema he put it on like a christmas list or something and i went to my parents do not get in that it's rubbish what <laughs> oh oh four. the forgotten yeah not fan- <laughs> forgotten fantastic four yeah, but um, they're probably yeah. a couple um off the top of my head no, no, nothing really bad for a while actually i mean you sort of pick and choose no. don't yeah you i'm sort a bit of, more kind of selective with and, like and what, what i go you, to the cinema so. you go to what you think you're gonna like so majority yeah. of the time it's it's often when you go with a couple of other people maybe and you're not necessarily choosing what yeah. sometimes that happens but yeah those, that's, what, that's why that's why i don't go to the cinema with other people mate <laughs> <laughs> it's going your own you know back in the day when you were a kid you were like, oh i couldn't go to the cinema no i actually almost prefer it <laughs> yeah yeah no i do i, I, I yeah um, but anyway, right. Yeah. What? Yeah, uh, um, that was my choice, wasn't it? One to seventeen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one to seventeen. All right. Uh, ten. Ten. What was your favourite toy as a kid? Favourite toy? Yeah. We might what have done toy... before, but if we have, we apologise because we had we chucked away our uh, last ones, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, it's. <sighs> It's a fight to the death between. Um, are we are we talking about like actual just individual toy or toy line? Anything, whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, in ter- in terms of toys, um, or like individual toys. Yeah. Uh, one of my favourite toys when I was a kid 
um, was um, when Karate Kid 2 came out, right. they released a, a massive toy line, massive toy line. Um, and I, I had um, a, a Daniel LaRusso, the Brav Macho yeah. character. Yeah. Um, and it had, it, um, it, it was from like a scene in the second one where they're, they're in Okinawa in, uh, in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 he's, he's, he, like, he, pull his, he pull his arm back like that and you press a button on his back and he sort of does a karate chop and you get this like, like clear bit of plastic that's meant to be ice. Yeah, There's a bit in the yeah. film where he, he karate chops through a load of oh, ice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I, I love, I literally played with that and played with that until it just disintegrated in my hands. And then right. a few Christmases ago, um, uh, Prin uh, got me a, a Johnny Lawrence Karate Kid figure. Oh, wow. You know, his sworn enemy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was uh, I was just like awash with, with childhood nostalgic, nostalgic and, memories. And, and I mean, he, probably I, wasn't, he probably wasn't a big... Because I, I don't remember that toy line. No, so I don't remember. Probably, they, they had, there was like massive playset. The massive playsets, like they had like a karate dojo playset. Yeah, that does like, ring a bell. That does ring a bell, actually. They, they go for ridiculous money. Okay. I saw one, okay. there's a vintage toy shop in Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice place to walk around and then come out because it's just yeah. like, this is all out of my price range. Yeah, I, yeah. I have most of these damn toys. Yeah. Um, but they, they had like a boxed um, karate dojo behind the counter, obviously yeah. behind the counter, like 800 quid wow. for a bit of plastic. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think I um, think for me, um, definitely Optimus Prime was a, yeah. was a big, that was the first Transformer I got. Um, okay. Let's go that start. Was, and it was, that was the one that everybody always wanted. The one that was more mm-hmm. most difficult to get and all that. <laughs> Um, but Trump was part of that. You can even, I mean, we've still got it, but it's well played and the arm came off and Dad super glued it on. So you can't raise, you can transform it, but you can't raise yeah. the arm. Um, and so Transformers was a big one. But also some of those individual Star Wars figures, they didn't do anything. But I used to love Luke Skywalker and his Jedi Knight outfit. I used to love Luke oh, yeah. Skywalker and his Bespin fatigues. So the Star Wars figures for me, you know, um, Best in fatigue, Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight, Luke Skywalker. As I say, they didn't do anything, uh, those uh, those figures. But and the Millennium Falcon <laughs> had, um, I absolutely loved all of those. So the Transformers and Star Wars for me were, you know, I, I well, I, mm. loved. I mean, yeah, in terms of toy lines, yes, Transformers. Um, Mask as well was a huge one for me. Yeah. I mean, the eighties, the the eighties yeah. the, the was. The decade for toys. Yeah. There's that um oh I can't remember what it's called. There's um there's a Netflix documentary series called The Toys That Made Us. Have you yeah, ever seen? it's great. It's it great. Is yeah, absolutely it's brilliant, isn't it? it Even it's watching the brilliant. ones that you weren't that interested yeah. in. Yeah. Is good. The the um, story behind them is incredible. The He Man one. Yeah, was it's a good one. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And well, my brother was massive. My brother loved He Man. We had a lot of He Man figures. Um, and we, like, I think I remember I showed you last time. I'd been up in the parents' loft and got those yeah. the Ghostbusters, real Ghostbusters. Yeah, very uh, jealous about that. They uh, they reissued they re they reissued them. I think around the time the film came out. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I wish I but I should have got one really. Trouble is these days, if you don't oh. get them, these things. Yeah, they're gone. They're, they're gone. gone. They don't make loads yeah. of stuff. Uh, it's like Lego. No, um, you know, if you don't get a Lego set when you yeah. get it, you know, a year or two and they're gone. Get you it. know, it's, get it. uh, so yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, right, I'm going to pick number 10 on your list now. Number 10, um, bear with me. Uh, uh, okay, uh, one word, Tarantino. Okay, um, what, my favourite Tarantino film, or what just, do I think? I, I, yeah, well, just Tarantino, I mean... Well, I love, Tarantino. I, love, I love Tarantino films. I probably don't love them as much as some people do. I think some of his later stuff is some of his films could do with a bit of an edit. I think some of them are a bit too long, particularly Django Unchained and The Hateful Eight. But I did really enjoy Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Pulp Fiction, I still think, is his absolute masterpiece. But I do also really like Kill Bill Volume 1, especially, because I think that's him a little bit more... I mean, it's absolutely crazy, but it's also a little bit because he split it into two. It feels a little bit more tighter, and and I do prefer that first one to the second one. The second one gets a bit is a bit slower. I like them both, but yeah. And uh, Jackie Brown's always a bit underrated. I've watched Jackie Brown for ages, so uh, um, I like all his films. I do think some of his later ones, uh, maybe not Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but some of his later ones could probably do with a bit of a trim. Editing-wise, I think the Hateful Eight came out. He was, he was putting it in the super cinema scope and everything. Think, yeah. It's going to do this absolutely epic western. The majority of it's in a in a shack. <laughs> yeah, shack talking. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of. I, I like the film, but I think it's a little bit of a missed opportunity. So, um, yeah, I like Tarantino. Pulp Fiction for me is still is still the one. Oh, fair. I mean, it's, it's and Pulp Fiction was the first. Oh, excuse me, Pulp, Pulp Fiction was the first Tarantino film I'd seen. I'd heard of Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. But it never really got like a wide release in this country. No. Um, and um, like back then, like pre-internet times, it was kind of hard to kind of hunt out these kind of more art house films. I remember, I remember it taking me ages to find a copy of Clerks, Kevin Smith's yeah. first film, yeah, yeah, yeah. on VHS. It took me ages to find a copy of it. I think the first time I saw um, Reservoir Dogs was when it was on TV. Like yeah, yeah. Same. Um, but yeah, I, I remember going to. I went to the cinema to see Jackie Brown because um, yeah. I'd fallen in love. You know, like yeah, a lot yeah. of people, I'd fallen in love with Pulp Fiction. I was obsessed yeah. with Pulp Fiction. I had the poster, the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, as, as everyone else did at the time. Yeah. Um, I think Jackie Brown is an absolute work of genius, and it proves to I think his detractors that he can direct a film where. Not every every character is talking like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, no, it's you know. good, Jackie. Brown, uh, I, you know, I, I I never really understood Mark Kermode's kind of beef with his type of filmmaking. He, for me, he is just a nerdy film fan. Yeah. Who spent way too much time working in a video shop watching yeah. all these films. Yeah. And he's for me, he's just a fan. I love yeah. the fact that he's like, hey, I love kung fu films. I'm gonna make a kung fu film. Yeah. You know, and he looked, uh, and, hey, and, and uh, the films I, he loves I, no, are so I, obscure. The films he loves are also so obscure as well. He's that yeah. much of a film fan, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and the whole genius stuff, like putting a film within a film in Inglorious Bastards, and yeah. you know, um, I, I I don't have an issue with him. Yeah, I've I, I love the fact that I mean, like, well, when I first read, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood it was like over three hours. I was like, amazing, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. You know, I don't. You know, I, 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 I want to gorge on on Tarantino because it, yeah. it's it was so long between his films. Well, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, 
I really liked Death Proof because I liked what it riffed on. You know, the yeah. last half an hour of Death Proof is just a complete rip off of Vanishing Points. Yeah. Fantastic Barry, uh, Barry Newman kind of road movie from the yeah. early 70s, which I've always loved. Yeah. Um, uh, Primal Scream. Um, and the album, the yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And the song Kowalski and Vanishing yeah. Points, even though it was all sort of kind of based around the film. But I think he's an absolute, an absolute genius and. I, I'm, do you remember those stories years ago now that, that there was rumoured he was going to be directing a James Bond film that wasn't going to be part of the official series? Do you remember that? It was so he, wanted to do Casino Ro- he wanted to do Casino Royale yeah. with Pierce Brosnan, yeah. but set in the 60s. That's what yeah. he wanted to do. Yeah. And obviously, by that time, Eon had got the rights to Casino yeah. Royale. Um, and we're preparing to, to do it. And I, they, I think he had talks with them, but I think for them, they obviously wanted to, for Casino Real wanted a new Bond, which yeah. I agree was the right thing to do. And they also wanted to yeah. say it in present day, which I also agree was the right thing to do. But yeah. God, it would have been interesting. The other the yeah. other rumour was he was going to do the next, at one point, it was going to do the next Chris Pine Star Trek. Film. Star Trek he was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sort of went, went away or he was going to, wanted to do some sort of Star Trek film but uh, yeah I think I he's doing a TV show. series next isn't he I think he, podcast, he's preparing his last film which is going to be about a a female um, a film critic he's apparently uh, it's all rumours it's actually rumours have only been going around the last week or so so yeah. um, he, he actually directed a couple of episodes did he direct them or was he in them he directed an episode of CSI didn't he uh, yeah, he directed an episode of ER as well. Yeah, and he was also yeah. in an acting role, Alias, J.J. Um, Abrams, uh, yeah. for Garner, a starring. He was a, a two-parter where he plays a bad in it. So I don't think he directed that one. I think he just starred in it. Uh, I might be wrong there. But um, um, but yeah, um, no, he's, he's, there's no denying he's a genius. Um, Pulp Fiction for me is still the best one, but I must admit I haven't watched his films on a loop and enough. I think Kill Bill is probably the one I've watched the most. Um, right. But, and Pulp Fiction probably. But I yeah. do, it's one of those things I do think I must go through because I've got them all. I've got them yeah. all. I just, I just need to go through them. Like, even the scripts that he wrote, like uh, True Romance, True Killing, Romance. Killing yeah. Zoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Um, did he write Natural Born Killer? No. Yeah, that, I've, ne- I've never been keen on that film. Never been keen on natural. Oh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Um, um, K- Killing Zoe is great. If you, I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's got Eric no, Stoltz I and no, no, no. I think Martin Martin Kemp, one of the Kemp brothers, is in it. It's about like a um, like a bungled kind of bank robbery. It's, but it's, True Romance is a great film. A great oh, True Romance, film. Classic, of, um, absolutely. Tony classic. Scott, I always think is a quite an underrated director. Actually, Massive, so uh, yeah. it's a great That's film. Yeah. So cool. Okay, let's, there we go. Tarantino. Um, Tarantino. So. There you go. Uh, right. Next, one seventeen. Uh, n- n- number six. Number six. Song that gets you in a good mood. Song that gets me in a good mood. Um. Back and back and forth. Like a, a song that will kind of instantly lift my spirits. Well, you know, it's, it's obviously Some People by Cliff Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I um, thought it was going to be Waiting for a Star to Fall. Waiting for a Star to Fall, yeah. Waiting for a Star to Fall or, um, yeah, Cuddly Toy, Roachford. Oh, yeah. That always does it. Yeah. Uh, Labour of Love, Hue and Cry. 
Wow. Basically, basically yeah, anything yeah. from about 1988, 89, yeah. always puts me in a wonderful mood. Starship, nothing's going to stop we'll us stop now. now. We yeah. built this city. Any yeah. of that stuff. Any yeah, of that yeah. stuff. I've, I, I adore it. I absolutely love it. Power of Love, Huey Lewis and the News always gets me. Yeah. 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 Back to the Future. A lot of yeah. the Bond themes. Um, Etc. Abdu. Life skills. Yeah, great, great stuff. Um, I mean, loads of '90s songs and and stuff do, but the sort of on the top of your head, there sort of ones. I think Waiting for a Starter Falls right, right yeah. up there. To be honest, I think yeah. it's an absolute uh, cracking pop it's, song. It's, so, it's, it's 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 pretty much the perfect pop song. Yeah. For me. Electronic, getting away with it. Whenever I hear oh, that song, great that song. always gets me a good, that, such a good song. Yeah. That always takes me back to, yeah, like, I don't know if, it, I, I think it came out before Italian 90, but for some reason it always reminds me of that period. Yeah, yeah. I think and, that song was everywhere. It was, it was and really Pet Shop Boys summer. were very big at that point, so having the Pet Shop Boys on it seemed, it almost seemed more like a Pet Shop Boys song yeah. type of thing. Yeah, great, yeah. Great song, great song. Yeah. Right, now let's move on to the next one. Good question. Um, I'm going to choose... I did 10. I'm going to do nine. Uh, nine. Uh, where are we? This is where you tell me the other one. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a, um, what band do you think should have got huge but didn't? Which band, you know, which band were you convinced like they're going to be big? They're going to be I thought, big I thought, not that they weren't big, but I thought Embrace would be bigger than they were. Not necessarily because... Oh, Embrace was pretty big, though, to be fair. Um, there was a band you called... Know, two, two, two number one albums. So. There was a band called... and it, it, was a, it was There was a song that's when Jenny and I first going out that I saw on VH1, and a, and a mate worked actually on the video, a band called mm-hmm. Ghosts, and the, and the song was okay. called Stay the Night, and it yeah. is a brilliant song. It, it, it got... Mm-hmm. I think it got top 30. It might have got top 20. It got Radio 1 play. I, I probably would remember it if I heard it, but it's, it's a great song. It's got a bit of brass in it. It's got a bit of that yeah. sort of mid noughties sort of indie band type of um, yeah. feel. Um, and when you hear that song, I think the song got like number twenty or something, and then the follow up didn't do so well. And the album, it wasn't bad, but the, that hit song was definitely that. I, I, I when I heard that song, I felt that band was going to be. Because this right, was around yeah. the time that Kaiser Chiefs were big. This is around the time Stereophonics had a bit of a second wave. Okay. Monkeys. Okay. You sort of thought, oh, yeah, this should, this would be another one of those. Mm. Um, and they never did. One album. And I actually got the album because we loved that song so much. And oh, the okay. yes. But, um, yeah, so the, the band's called Ghosts. And the, oh, album called, the, the album's called The World Is Outside, uh, which was the second single. And that came out around 2006, I want to say, maybe 2007. And but the song "Stay the Night," which is the opening track of the album, it's a brilliant song. Nice. And I reckon you will. I I guarantee you will like it. All right. So that, send me the um send me the YouTube link to remind me. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it, yeah. Uh, I mean, for, for, for me, I mean, oh my God, there's there's tons that stick out. I mean, I I. Honestly, I was a bit too young for it at the time, but I, I generally think if Roachwood was American, yeah, he would have been massive. I mean, yeah. massive, yeah. legit, huge, right? Yeah, uh, that's one from the eighties, right? From the nineties, kind of Britpop stuff and all that. 
I was convinced Heavy Stereo were going to be massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was convinced. I, I see that. You know, yeah. um, and Northern Uproar as well. I thought Northern Uproar would have got a lot bigger than they did. Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of like naughty stuff, and probably probably the the most disappointing one for me, uh, Electric Soft Parade as well. I put them in. I generally thought they'd yes, be really big. That's, I've got that I think first album. They were that first album. Is, is Lost Classic. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. You know, that's, that's a good one. It, that's it's a, a good shame one. that. It, um, you know, they should have been the ones that got big instead of, you know, Star Sailor and all those kind of bands. Yeah. You know, Cheering Breaks is another one. They yeah. should have got massive. I love Cheering yeah, Breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably more than I should, but those first two Cheering Breaks albums are brilliant. But the Pain, biggest one for Pain me. Thank you, such a great song. Yeah, yeah. I, I was all, I love the first one, the Optimist LP. It's mm. got uh, the door on it. And, yeah, um, great, great album. Yeah. Um, it was reminds me of Summer Mayo for some reason. Um, but, but the big, 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 biggest one for me, and the one I was, I was convinced that when I first heard the song, I was like, right, this song, if there's any justice in the world, it would have been number one for six months, like ended world famine, ended war, and all that. And <laughs> it probably didn't. Now, I think the song did alright, but the, the the album sold about ten copies. One of them I bought. Uh, <laughs> it was um, a band called Alpha Beat from 2007. Fascination. Fascination. Song. We, yes, we were just talking yeah. about songs, instant feel-good songs. Yeah, that yeah, song. no, that is, it's it good. starts off with that. It starts off. It sounds like Footloose by yeah. Kenny Loggins. That's another one. Into, yeah, yeah. That's endless <laughs> list. Um, but yeah, I generally thought Alphabet were going to be legit massive, like yeah. massive. I, I see the what album, you're saying there. The yeah. album is so good. It's wonderful, perfect, like perfect pop. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got strings, it's got brass, it's got real instruments, piano and stuff like that. The harmonies are brilliant. Yeah. They're that kind of, you know, Swedish cool thing yeah, about. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know, that song just, yeah, it's a perfect summer song for me. And I genuinely thought that they were going to be huge and they got dropped yeah. like a stone. This is Alphabet, this, this is Alphabet, the name of the album, wasn't Yeah, it? this is Alphabet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's a great song. It's, it's a great song. It's a great album. It's a genuine. Yeah, yeah. It's a great album, mate. Yeah. It's a genuinely great album. Cool. Right. Next uh, number for you. Uh, all right. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, best stream. What's your favourite streaming platform? Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon. Mine. Which is the one that you go to? Um. Would you go well, to? Oh, well, it's a bit of a grey area, mate, because I, I no, use I uh, alternative yeah. methods. Yeah, if there wasn't. <laughs> oh, if, oh, okay, sorry, right. If we go down okay. the official route. <laughs> uh, if we're going down the official route, it's hard now, man, because, like, most of them have got the same stuff on, and if you want everything, you have to buy everything. Yeah, yeah, They've got wires to it, to be fair, you know? Like, I mean, if it was going to go for one, it would probably be Disney because it's got Star Wars and it's got yeah. Bond. Yeah, and it's, and, got such a, and it's got such an extensive back catalogue, especially yeah, yeah, now yeah. they have 20th Century Fox. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, you know, uh, Amazon. I mean, I, 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 I was a very early Netflix subscriber. Yeah. You know, uh, and, I mean, you know, that whole story about where, you know, Netflix went into like Blockbuster's offices yeah. and offered them a share in this idea they had and they got laughed out yeah well you know crazy. it's it's crazy it's yeah. it, 
it, it, when Netflix first started, that that was the mail order DVD thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, yeah, you that's know? what they did. Yeah, the mail order. You know? So Amazon did their yeah. own, and um, yeah. well, they bought Love Film, didn't they? Amazon. Amazon yeah, Love Film. Love Film. And um, Netflix was the other one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, actually, no, I I would say instead, of, no, I I go, I'd say Netflix because without Netflix, um, it just reminds me of just gorging on Breaking Bad. Yeah. Well, the the problem is they all have good stuff on it. You know, that's the they thing. Do. Stranger so, Things. So, Stranger yeah. Things. You know, Amazon have got we watched Jack Reacher TV series recently. It's really good. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got a few bits on bits on there and Disney Plus. Bo- all- Bo- Bosch was on. Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. The Rings, the Lord of the Rings TV series was on Amazon. Is on Amazon. Netflix is on. As you say, it's got Stranger Things and many others. So I think it's a little bit of pick and choose. I probably yeah. would say if if somebody said right, you only can have one of these, I probably would go Disney Plus just because of the Star Wars, Marvel, the Star Wars and Mandalorian, and and, yeah. and yeah. the complete legacy stuff that they have. Um, especially with 20th Century Fox, and they have all old 20th Century Fox TV series like 24 and X Files yeah. and all that as well. So yeah. I think Disney Plus is it's a lot to be beaten just because of the legacy content as well that they have. But, yeah, uh, that catalogue is outrageous. Mm. You know, so, difficult one. Right, so I'm going to pick um, number two. Number two. Uh, you've already picked number two, mate. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, cop dramas. Cop dramas. Um, you know, uh, are you a fan? What, what were you watching? Were you watching them from a fairly early age? What or? type of cop dramas? American ones, UK ones? Well, both. You know, and we, you know, because I've funny enough got one here. Like TV, I've actually got one on here, Fave TV Detective. Oh, so okay. it's very similar. It's very similar. Um, I, well, I do like a, I do like murder mysteries. I like murder mystery books. Right, so I would quite happily watch Poirot. I would quite happily watch Inspector Morse Endeavour, which is recently just yeah. finished. So I do like British uh, murder mysteries or, or crime dramas. I won't watch every one, but I but, do like... Bergerac? Bergerac? No, I never liked Bergerac. And, and you the other one I wasn't a big now. fan of. That I was never massive on Columbo because I don't like knowing who's done it. I yeah. like. I like. <laughs> well, just 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 miss the first two minutes off, mate. Well, that's actually it's not a bad. I, I like. I don't think they always act too suspicious. You know, it's the, yeah, um, the um. I like no having that sort of guessing game and no who it is at the end. So, um, yeah, I think it's difficult really. But I do like cop shows. And I do like, and I do like. I quite like British murder mystery stuff as well. I so. do. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm kind of the same. I. I it, the way that, <clears throat> excuse me, like like the 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 80s Miss Marple TV show with yeah, Joe yeah, Hickson, yeah, like that, yeah. Oh yeah, mate. Oh yeah, I always remember that. It just reminds me of like Sunday afternoons around at my yeah. grand's house. Yeah, it always be on like before the Antiques Roadshow or something. Yeah, like, Sherlock like. Holmes, all that type yeah, of stuff. Sh- I'm, I'm, Jeremy, I, I Jeremy like Brett. Show. Jeremy Brett for me, as much as I love yeah, that, yeah. Jeremy Brett is still my Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I can remember watching um, the old Basil Rathbone. Black and yeah, white ones. They sometimes used yeah. to show them on BBC Two, um, yeah, and they were yeah. yeah really old fashioned. But I used to quite like watching them. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do like the British ones, um, especially the ones like that, the kind of classic ones where they throw lots of money on and stuff. And they look really, they look brilliant. But I'm I am a sucker for kind of a, you know eighties American cop dramas. Yeah. I love Miami Vice. I love yeah. Magnum PI. But the one for me that not enough people remember 
It's a bit of a deep cut. Uh, it's a midnight caller. I remember the name. Yeah, yeah but, well, he, he was an ex-cop. Yeah. And then he, he, he became a talk radio host. Yeah, I remember that. Crimes. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to say chips. <laughs> oh, I love chips. Oh, yeah, I love chips. Chips, bit, bit chips. Um, no, yeah. no, I mean, I've always been... Um, up for, uh, up for watching a crime and CSI crime. and all that kind of. I love yeah, C- I like CSI it. Miami. CSI Miami is the one. I never that's, watched that's loads of CSI, movie. but when I did, I have seen. Funny enough, I have seen the Tarantino one, and I've seen. I enjoyed yeah. it. The trouble is, a lot of these, especially in that period of time, those American shows were so long, as in the TV, yeah. the series were so long. Even yeah. then, you had to invest quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the good thing about those drama shows, you can sort of dip in and out. But like, if it was like something like twenty four, you have to. Oh be yeah, fully invested. you have to, you know, you know, it's yeah. and uh, yeah. it's a, uh, they sort of reduce the episode count for a lot of their series these days. They're normally yeah. half the lot, and I think that yeah. definitely helps. It definitely yeah. helped a bit. Yeah, so I always used to get one or two episodes that were pointless. Mm. I mean, a lot of comedy shows like Friends, for example, they used to have one episode where they it used to be a show f- flashback. compilation of all Yeah, it's cop out. It's really annoying. <laughs> but all of them did that. All of yeah, them. Yeah, they all did. Literally everyone did. And I and I think some of the, the main shows did that as well, you know, like they're not they're not you know, so um yeah, yeah. right anyway, that was number seventeen on my list for Provided. So don't pick seventeen next, because uh, my next we've right. answered that. Question. So um, right. what number? Next number for uh, them? Uh, no, I'll go for seven. Seven. Taylor Swift. That's yeah. Taylor Swift. We might have done this before, but Taylor Swift. What is your opinion on Taylor Swift? Probably the I biggest think, female pop star in I the world at the moment. I think she's a great pop star. I love the fact that she's going out on tour now and doing these like three and a half hour sets. I love that. I couldn't believe it yeah. when I saw the get set list online. Yeah. Like, is that the set? Ridiculous. I thought, just, yeah. I thought for a minute it was just, well, that's what she's picking. She's doing. Yeah. She's, it's, uh, it's you know, it's, she, you know, she's gone from like a country kind of disposable country pop star to this behemoth like of like Springsteen levels. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, you know, she's a genius. Um, it, I, 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 you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I dismissed her for years going, oh, it's a bit of just yeah, fluff. Yeah. It's not for yeah. me. But then for, for having, you know, good friends of mine um, who like his, his, his wife, his wife bought him tickets, um, bought them tickets to see Taylor Swift at mm. the O2. I think it was uh, a few years ago now. Yeah. And um, he, he decided they weren't good enough tickets. <laughs> so we, so we then basically, you know, sold them and then, and then, you know, bought, Tickets in the gold circle. <laughs> He's a Tay-Tay obsessive. Um, well, she hasn't announced any UK dates yet. I'm sure that's going to come, but she's... Um, yeah, uh, well, multiple nights at Wembley. Yeah, you know, I mean, her, her cool. out, saying how many albums, especially when she's been doing these re-released or re-recorded versions, yeah. adding an extra yeah. CD in it, which actually counts it count as a new album because of the yeah. amount of new material on yeah. it. Um, she... Um, I mean, she how many? She's had about four or five albums in the last four or five years. So incredibly prolific. And um, you know, her latest album, which suddenly you know was announced out of the blue, it's a is is what an odd, an unusual thing these days. A proper selling album, an album yeah. that sells well, yeah. streaming, downloads, vinyl and CD. Yeah, vinyl. It, it based yeah. all the formats it will sell on. You know, and uh, yeah. so no, I think she. I, I, I like I you. Dismissed for a long while, but when I think. Um, 
her fourth album came out. I think it was her fourth album, Red, in 2012. And it was yeah, a crack. And he sort of thought, right. oh, hang on a second. You know, he said, just be, hang on a second. No, I got this wrong. Mm. And as the years have I gone got, on. I got it badly wrong. Um, no, she's a, a, amazing and, and arguably. And she's a proper singer-songwriter. She can't be dismissed as a pop, just a pop act. You know, that sometimes people do with these people. She does do pop music. And we love pop music. But she's a proper singer-songwriter. And she tries to do something different with each album. And that's what, you know, that's what we applaud David Bowie for. That's what we applaud exactly. other of these uh, artists. Artists, yeah, you know, Prince, you know, yeah. doing different things with their album. Kate Bush, all these different things with each album. So, yeah, she's, she's the real deal, as they say. I think um, she's absolutely real deal. And she, she'll be around forever. She, she'll be doing the legend set at Glastonbury in, you know, yeah. 40 years' time. Yeah. She's only about 32 or something, isn't she? I know. Makes, her, makes, makes me sick. Makes me sick. She's not that she's been going for ages. Um, <laughs> but anyway. I mean, she has. I mean, I think her first album came out in 2008 or something. Mm. So she's still, yeah. just like 15 Man. years later, she's still the yeah. she's the biggest yeah. biggest female star. Yeah. I mean, I don't think even Madonna was... If you thought 15 years after when Madonna came along... Yeah. I mean, she probably still was up there, but she'd had her ups yeah. and downs. Yeah, yeah. I'd take Taylor Swift over Adele any day of the week. Well, also just because you've got the amount of material as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, right. OK, so I um, let's go for number five. Uh, number five. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, oh, I think we touched on this earlier, actually. Um Breaking Bad. Well, I've or never the Breaking seen Breaking Bad universe. I've never seen Breaking Bad, as you what? As, as we've spoken about before. I've never seen Breaking Bad. It's on that list of ones that I go. I I've, know I've, I'm going to like it. I just it should, it should get it should get bumped up a bit, mate. Really. I know. I know. There's so much. I've got trouble. Is I've got a, I've got a list of stuff that I want to watch, and um, I end up these Doctor Who box sets keep coming out. So I end up watching <laughs> old Doctor Who's that I've seen time and time again. Yeah. But, um, but uh, as I dropped my mic in the... In, uh, <laughs> even, the even the mic's shocked. The, the mic just fainted in front of even you. The mic's watched Breaking Bad. Yeah. But no, it is one that I want on the list. I know you love it. As simple oh, as that, mate. I know you love it. Um, but... Um, I yeah, think in I'm, some ways, though, like, as and when you do watch it, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to put a bet on the fact that I think you'll prefer Better Call Saul. But is it still best to watch Breaking Bad first? Oh, well, yeah, you, yeah, you have yeah. to. You have to yeah, watch Breaking yeah, Bad first. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you watch Breaking Bad, then you watch uh, the movie, El Camino, yeah. Yeah. then watch Better Call Saul. Okay. It's basically, you well, know, it's like 10 seasons or something like that, and a film. I know. <laughs> I know. I would love yeah. to watch. I, I will. I will do it at one point. But the thing is, as well, I know now. One of I think probably our next podcast we're gonna do a little bit of a almost like an advert here is that Gaz and I are gonna do our ten favorite TV shows of all time. Mm. Now I know. I've got I think it's safe to say that one of us there. will have Breaking um, Bad. But we are gonna. It's basically scripted, so. It's not things like you can't have a blankety blank in there or what? <laughs> or I'm a celebrity. Saying that, talking about blankety blank, R.O.P. Paul O'Grady. Of course, yes, yeah. Paul, the, the great Paul O'Grady. Absolute legends. Yes, he was. He was always, you know, a, a great chat show host, actually. Underrated yeah, chat show Yeah, brilliant. Host. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, so we're going to do that's the next one. That is really that's probably that's a more difficult list I think than doing your favorite albums and your favorite films because I think yeah, a lot of it's to do much more with time period and the way that series yeah. went on. If some went on too long, it sort of loses its yeah. sort of appeal a bit more. So yeah, um, that's probably the next yeah. one we're looking at to do. So I've got a feeling I don't think I'll be a, by the time we do it. I don't think, but we've also got to have a caveat. You know, this is not it's, this is not our real. You know, this is not our proper job, our day job. If it was, I wish it was TV, we would be able to do it. Oh, but well, there's no way professional that TV have watcher time to watch like, everything. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, but uh. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, that's uh, that's coming soon. Right, we've got five minutes left. Let's see if we can get right. at least another one or two uh, out. So next right. next number, please. Uh. 18. I haven't got an 18. Oh, this is uh, all right, 17 then. <laughs> Fave TV Detective, you've done that one. Do you want to work uh, back? Yeah, 16? we can't have done that. All right, all right. Um, yeah, 16. 16. Well, you talked about Breaking Bad. I'm going to talk about one of my favourite shows at the moment now, Strangely. And I'll say Strangely, Stranger Things. What do you mm. think of Stranger Things? Because I love it. I think it is brilliant. And I cannot I've only, get I've over how that last series looked like it was like was it seven or eight episodes but they're all films more or less yeah well i've only seen the first season <laughs> i thought i thought stranger don't things don't you judge me i think stranger things might as well be called gareth jones <laughs> because yeah, I, know, it's got I, know, everything. I know where is breaking Probably bad is. where is breaking bad you couldn't you, i think i like it but it would be it doesn't yeah. have I, but Stranger Things has got 80s stuff. It's got 80s music. It's got yeah, 80s fashion. Yeah. It's got 80s toys. It's got yeah. um, um, horror films from the 80s, science fiction yeah. films from the 80s. I think I'm surprised that you haven't gone. And it actually does get better, unusually. We're, we're living through that mad time, right? You know, the last, say, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, this golden age of TV where, you know, every week there's something incredible coming out. Yes. I, I so wish, right, I was, I don't know, 15, 16, right? Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the age you are before you're out every weekend, you, you know, you obviously, you know. Yeah, old enough to you, be able you, to, you, old, old enough to be able to watch it. Yeah, yeah, but also yeah. like to have like just like shitload of spare time basically, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you could just sit on sit on your bum on an all day Saturday and and pull a sesh and do yeah, ten yeah. episodes or something yeah, like back to back without falling asleep because teenagers don't fall asleep. <laughs> um, you know, quite but, you know, um, it's it's, it, it's it's just not enough time to watch everything now. It's, a, know, it's, I know, amazing, I know, it's I know, amazing. I know it's. It's I know it's like first world problems and all that. You know, oh, oh, it's, it's so much that's, good stuff. You know, I can't that's, fit it all in. That's what we're but, talking you know. about, isn't it? It's like, yeah. but the thing is, you listen to like a podcast, a, a podcast called the Pilot Podcast, and they review yeah. sort of the newest shows each week. And I reckon there's a show every week I could quite happily go. Oh, I'll check yeah. that. I'll check that. Out. Check that. Not yeah. just on one channel. You're looking at. BBC, ITV, you're looking at Paramount Plus, you're looking at Apple, you're looking at all the other streaming services. Um, Some of them, you know, I don't have Apple or Paramount Plus. And so Mm. um, it's 
you could almost like, oh, actually, I would give that a try, you know, but but then you have to pick and choose. I've never been massive on comedy that much, but sometimes I oh, I wouldn't mind checking that out. But I always put that to the bottom of the pile because there's other things mm. I want to watch. So, yeah. no, I agree. It is really difficult um, now. Uh, but Here's stranger, it, things, I, I, stranger things, I do think it's got Gareth Jones written all over it. <laughs> You're not the first person that said that to me, to be fair. I mean, t- to be honest, mate, I mean, I, I, I had plans of actually watching um, something recently, but it, I'm pretty sure I've got ADHD and I'm so easily distracted by like something over there. You know, I'm going to do this. Oh, no, look at that over there. I want to do this. I want to do this. Um and, and like I, I, I full intention. Um, I think it was Monday night. I was like, right, I'm going to watch this. This is what I'm going to yeah, watch yeah. tonight. I'm not going to go on my phone. I'm just going to watch this, right? And then, um, I, I, I read something online about oh, the um, or that was a review of um, oh, there's a new Kiefer Sutherland series. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Like 24. I'm like, oh, that's that's brilliant. Paramount, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. called um, uh, Rabbit Hole, and yes. I watched I watched the first two first two episodes of that, and it's great. It's like it's yeah. like 24 with a bit of humour in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think with I it's think a, with Stranger nice Things. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, I mean, I think with Stranger Things, if someone gave Gareth Jones, say, okay. Gareth, go off, and, go off and make a TV show. You can do whatever you want. Is yeah. the money in the world? I think it would look <laughs> a lot like Stranger Things. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Even the I, even I, the theme I, I put, tune. I put, I put Tom Sel- I put Tom Selleck in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is as well for us who's who are into our movies and TV and stuff. It's not just watching new stuff. We like to go and revisit the old stuff. Like we were talking about Tarantino yeah, you know, films, I would yeah. quite like to go around and watch all, all, all of them again and stuff. Yeah. Or if occasionally you go, actually, I want to watch that Star Wars film. I haven't seen it, you know, just to yeah. watch it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and then you've got that the Bond films, for example, are always eventually <laughs> what. Um, so it is. It is and we've got the timer up. We've oh, the timer. we're at time. There we go. So that is another go. power hour, all done and dusted. Good times. Yes, I, I enjoy doing these guys. They're always good fun. Always, good, mate. Little, it's a laugh. Always good. Right. And we sort of try and get through things quick. So apologies if we're yeah. talking quick. We're trying to get through as many subjects as possible. So with that, I think we've done the hour. I think we can uh, clock off and go and watch some TV that uh, we've watched a million times before. <laughs> yes. yeah. I'll, go, I'll go back to watching my Doctor Who box there. Oh, um, nobody wants to die. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so uh, thanks very much, Gaz. Always a pleasure. And um, never, never a chore, mate. Always a good yeah, time. Yeah, lovely. And um, yeah, this is Music and Film Saves the World podcast. That's Gareth Jones. I'm Chris Rice, and we'll see you another time soon. Take care. Goodbye.